Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. America, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is broadcast live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. Yep, you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hassle protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Do, 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 do. Um, John Ramos, is there a better technical director in all of sports radio than you? Uh, no. Jason Stewart, is there a better producer? In all of sports radio than you. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of good producers. Um, Who? Who's better than you? Um, man, I, I, I'm, I can name them. You yeah, know, go I'm ahead. I want to give you a name. Sure. Uh, the Petros and Money Show have a producer named Tim Cates. Um, Loved him. Wonderfully talented. Mm-hmm. And he's diversified in that he hosts his own shows. He's the Dodgers pre and post He's got like 19 jobs, and yeah. he's an yeah. incredible producer. I watched him uh, personally, and I, I have nothing but good things to say about Tim. You wouldn't put yourself in that in that uh, that category. No, I, in fact, I would tell him, I'm like, you make me feel bad because 
uh, me on my best day is only a really good producer. And him on his best day, he's done like 19 things. So I, I, I felt... I felt small around Tim. I would tell him that. I Look, I think there are things that other radio hosts do better than I do. Um, but I, could, I, I truly believe that I'm the best all around. I, I think there are things I can do that none of the rest of them can do. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's a, a real belief that I have. And I say that because... I think most of us in whatever our chosen craft is, after we've been doing it a while, we think we're pretty good at it. It doesn't mean we think we're perfect. We don't always think we're the best. Um, I would also tell you that just like, and Jason, this is probably better for you than it is for John. Like your job as a producer has changed on this show as opposed to when you were doing local or when you were doing the Jim Rome show. Like your role, this is a role, this is a complete producer role, right? Like we have, we do have a, a booking producer, but she books for all the shows. So you have to book, you help create content as a producer, you manage the guests, you manage me, and you're on air some. It's a, it's a full slate of things, right? Yeah, managing you, I think, is, is probably the hardest yeah, that this is like five days in a row, by the way, that I've called you first (laughs) and it's been like an hour before you called me back. And I'm like, is he (laughs) going to Doug? Is he doing that just to screw with me? I bring it up because Dwight Howard says he's better than Nikola Jokic. Don't spit out your coffee yet. Here's here's D12 on why he thinks he's better than the two time MVP and reigning finals MVP. I mean, obviously, people are going to say when Jokic can score, he got all those offensive skills. Uh, but at the same time, I was getting 38 and 20, 45, 18, 19, 20, and I'm doing all this with twos. No threes. All twos. I'm doing this with lots. I'm not getting a lot of post-up attempts like Jokic, but I know that in my prime, it's, it's lights. It's a wrap. Okay, so he's talking about in his prime. And I'll say this, that there's a couple different parts to it. One, we have a tendency to remember what we saw last as who somebody was, and that's incredibly unfair. Right? When we saw, like, you saw, if, if you lived in Los Angeles or you lived in the late 80s and early 90s, when you saw Kareem's last kind of stand, last couple of years, like, that, that's a shell of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the 70s and in the early 80s. Um, we can say it about fighters all the time. Right. If you didn't see Muhammad Ali in his prime, if you didn't say Mike Tyson in his prime and you saw him after jail, you would think Mike Tyson bite the ear. Mike Tyson, you know, not a lot of skill. Mike Tyson got beat up a bunch. You know, he's he's more impressive in movies than he was in the ring. That's because you didn't live through prime Tyson. And with Dwight Howard is and and look, he wasn't as dominant offensively as he's trying to make himself out to be. But he was a great player. There's a lot of different la- layers to this, and I've seen so many people react and overreact. Don't get me wrong. Dwight Howard has, I mean, he's kind of become, it's become a circus act, right? It's become a circus act where he was in Taiwan and he's like cheap shotting uh, Simbular who's there. We forget that Dwight Howard in at his peak, 
he was not like he's like I had 38. Like he was you were a 20 a game guy, but 20 and 14 rebounds, 20 and three blocks a game, 20, 14 rebounds, three blocks a game, utterly and completely dominant. And then of course he had a back injury, uh, as well as the fact that the league changed. So two things hurt him at once: a back injury forever changed him, and the league changed, and he could never truly find a home that he fit in with. Even the Lake, the first Lakers run, which was seen as a disaster because Steve Nash never played and Mike Brown was fired like six games in, he led the league in rebounding, averaged 17 a game. Right. He just couldn't be the rim protector. Blocking shots changed because you were no longer playing post-defense. You're now protecting the rim. It's a different style of doing the same thing. And he got caught up in between generations and he had a back injury and he switched teams. And he could kind of never figure out how to evolve. Could make himself into a three-point shooter, although he tried. Uh, he tried mightily to develop into some sort of jump shooter. And, you know, the free throw percentage never really, never got above, it got above 60, I think, twice in his NBA career. And that was late at the end of the run. So Dwight Howard was a great player. And, and here's, here's the thing. If he said, hey, the league has changed. I was the best big guy in the league for a period of time. Now Jokic and, oh yeah, by the way, like Jokic isn't going against a bunch of all-time great big guys. You know, you could make the case that when, if you wanted to, that in 2007, 2008, when Dwight Howard was at his pro- in his prime, the league was different, right? The, the league was, was very, very different. I saw Kendrick Perkins. I'll give Kendrick Perkins credit for this. He said, you know, back then, you used to have to have big guys to win an NBA championship. You know, when the, when the Celtics won an NBA championship, they had Kendrick Perkins was a big guy who was just all defense, no offense. And then, of course, they had Kevin Garnett. They had others. The Lakers had Pau Gasol, but they didn't have, just have Pau Gasol. They had, um, uh, what was the big guy who he always had knee problems? Came into the NBA through high school. Uh, why am I forgetting? Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum. You know, go back and look and you'll have a completely different appreciation. Uh, Tim Duncan was the center. Right? Was the center. And they had Robert Ory at times. But they had other centers and, uh, and other, other big guys that would play with him. You know, they didn't, there was, it wasn't the day of small ball. So do I think that he's, was as good as Jokic? I do not. As dominant as Jokic? I didn't. Because Jokic made everybody better. But he was still, he made everybody better by blocking shots. He was an incredible rebounder, defense player, and a good enough offensive player. Never truly developed. He didn't, he didn't develop a wide array of post-up skills and he never developed a jump shot. But he was an incredibly dominant player. But what happens is because the last times we saw him, it was kind of a clown show. Because the league has changed, because he's been doing it for so long, because of the Taiwan videos where he gets into kind of like a hissy fit fight, because of the crazy statements, we think that he's saying things that make us spit milk out our nose if we're eating cereal. But the truth is that he's not that far off. It's not that criminal what he said. And this is more about positive equity, which he just doesn't have any of. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great, great day. Broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. He's one of the most beloved coaches in college football, yet it's been nearly two years, two, two years, like 625 days since Northwestern won a game on American soil. Do you guys know that? Yeah. No. That's a real thing. Remember the last game they won, the, the only game they won was uh, they beat Nebraska last year in Ireland. In a game that Nebraska should have won. And then Nebraska, they had an onside kick. For what reason? I don't know. They had a lead. And they never, and Northwestern recovered it. And the rest was history. Yeah, it's been almost two years since they won a game on American soil. It's a real thing. But um, Pat Fitzgerald is their head coach. He's kind of like head coach emeritus. He played on their Rose Bowl team. And then, of course, he coached them in, I think it was the COVID year, they went to the Big Ten championship game, right? So they've, they've been mired in last place since, and now he's suspended for two weeks without pay following an independent investigation to allegations of hazing within the Wildcats football program. School announced its decision today. The, former, the, the outside investigation began last December under the direction of Maggie Hickey, a former inspector general of Illinois. 
In late November, the university received a complaint alleging instances of hazing occurring inside the Wildcats locker room at Camp Kenosha in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So what Northwestern does is, I mean, uh, it's ungodly hot in Chicago in early August, right? So they go up to Wisconsin, up to Kenosha, and they have training camp up there. And it's pretty cool, like a bonding of it. Apparently, there's some things that go on that don't sit well with people. The findings are weird, though. Take a listen. Hazing in any form is unacceptable, and it goes against our core values at Northwestern, where we strive to make the university a safe and welcoming environment for all of our students. Northwestern President Michael Schill said in a statement announcing the decision, our athletics programs are held to the highest standards, and in this case, we failed to meet them. I expect today's actions to prevent this form from ever happening again. Uh, Fitz said, quote, I was very disappointed when I heard about the allegations of hazing in our football program. Although I was not aware of the alleged incidents, I have spoken to our university officials. They informed me of a two-week suspension effective immediately. Um, Okay, so there's a lot to this. They did not, there's no like smoking guns that were released. There's also, they don't, know for sure that the coaches knew of the hazing and it doesn't appear that any players were suspended, expelled or kick off the team. Right. Am I reading this right there, Jay Stu? That's all correct. What you just said, they, they did not find, they didn't find evidence to, I guess, uh, punish anyone specifically for this. They just found, I guess, a general tone of hazing, and the head coach took the bullet. What's a general tone of hazing? That was my use, by the way. I, I, I didn't read that. No, that, I understand, I but like, no, I, I got it. It was just like, yeah, we think some hazing went on. Like, what is is hazing making making freshmen carry everybody's uh, uniforms and their helmets and uh, making them do laundry, or is it like atomic sit up level hazing? Isn't you know? there a Hasn't hazing uh, just become another word for bullying? I mean, I don't think what you were talking about—you know, making a freshman carry your bags, whatever—I don't, I don't know if that's the to the level of hazing. I think hazing is more of a bullying thing or a humiliation thing. Um, let me see if there's an exact definition by the NCAA. Well, one of the, you know, those those would be hazing, right? Like, the, if it's bullying, again, like what is bullying? What is bullying? What is teasing? And I do understand that it's a little bit like the old, uh, what's the old saying? It's, or maybe I think it was the Supreme Court Justice says, it's like the definition of pornography, you know it when you see it. I think hazing is much the same. But it, it strikes me as, I don't know, exceptionally odd that no one else was suspended. They're not even saying that uh, the, the coaches knew, but because there were some allegations of hazing that that they suspended the coach who, by all accounts, wasn't in, involved and didn't know. The NCAA defines hazing as an act committed against someone joining or becoming a member or maintaining membership in an organization that is humiliating, intimidating, demeaning, or endangers the health and safety of the person. We talking code red? Somebody did somebody authorize a code red? 
And then, you know, and that's where there's obviously the gray area here. And that's why they bring in an independent party to, to, to rule this thing. But yeah, I, it's all about your interpretation, I guess. Uh, okay. So what's your takeaway on it? Well, my thing, my, my takeaway from the story in general is that it kind of creates a slippery slope in that in this environment, uh, politically, socially, there is a much more, what would you say, a sensitive generation of kids going through college now playing college football. Um, you and I grew up at a time where hazing wasn't only like expected, but almost encouraged. I think people who didn't partake in the hazing of freshmen were were uh, were made fun of. So it's like that's where we've come from a societal standpoint. The I think this generation going to college right now is so sensitive that anything could be considered hazing, I guess, or humiliating if it's taken that way. Then you get to the point of if they feel that way, are you going to take away their their experience? You know, how are you going to dismiss their story? So I, I think it's a slippery slope, uh, these punishments, especially without like evidence to provide, you know, or even you know, video or testimonials. It's kind of a weird one. Uh, what do you think, Ilo? I mean, I, Ilo, I mean, I'm, obviously everybody's against humiliation, but what, what do you think when it's so bland? Because uh, let, me, let me read you some. The investigation did not discover sufficient evidence to believe that the coaching staff knew of the ongoing hazing. They determined, however, there was significant opportunities to discover that hazing occurred. Current and former players varied on their perspective of the conduct. However, the investigation team determined that the complaint's claims were largely supported by evidence gathered during the investigation, including separate and consistent first-person accounts at current and former players while the investigation and this by the way this goes back to like 2014 pointing out specific misconduct of any individual players or coach participation it's like very very bland very corporate uh, lawyerly speak because the, the investigation itself dates back to January and typically in these cases you would have a public uh, report a leak, a story that precipitates the investigation. All of this was internal from day one up to now. I would like to clarify, though, uh, Jason Stewart, would you consider uh, making a coworker uh, go get extra maple syrup at six o'clock in the morning in freezing cold weather hazing? Um, yes, because that is, I think that's relatively demeaning. It, it sounds like you're speaking from a personal standpoint. No, there, right? that, was, that was purely hypothetical. That's hazing? <laughs> and that happened in what, 1999? 2001. So. But what happened? <laughs> Someone made Isaac go get their um, their hot sauce or maple syrup from McDonald's after their first run. They didn't get the syrup. So Ilo had to go back and get it. Yeah. Is this in California? It was actually at Northwestern. No, it, yes, it was here in California. Yeah. Well, so it wasn't freezing. It was freezing to me. <laughs> 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 Wait, so g- give me the give me the scenario here. I'll tell you if I think it's hazing, if I think it's unacceptable. Well, you're, you're, I, you're, what was your job at the time? My job involved actual radio broadcasting What was your duties. job? It was very, very important. I was an audio editor, and I was sent to get this person's breakfast with extra syrup. So I asked for extra syrup, and I got a packet of syrup and then another packet of syrup, hence extra syrup. Came back. Gave the person the breakfast, and I was told, no, that is not extra syrup. Go back and get more extra syrup. 
Okay, so you screwed up the order and they made you go back and get it? What do you mean I screwed up the order? They asked you for extra syrup. Get extra syrup. I, I got extra syrup. Syrup is one packet and extra syrup is two packets. I, I, I got to be honest with you. That's not hazing or bullying. That's, that's being a bit obnoxious, right? <laughs> but, but there's a little bit of rite of passage when you're... Was that your first job? Yes, and I filed a complaint with HR. No, I'm just kidding. I filed a multi-million dollar lawsuit. No, but I, I, I would say, look, look, here's here's the deal. Like this is this is an honest an honest to goodness take. Okay, obviously there's things like an atomic setup is gross. There's other things that football dudes and football culture can be gross. Um, but there is part of it to just like you're allowed to just go, hey, no, I'm not doing that. Now, if they wake you up in the middle of the night. And they make you eat things you don't want to eat or they freak you out or whatever. I mean, there's there's a level there to which when it becomes dangerous or like you said, like demeaning or you have nightmares over it. But going and getting more syrup, making you wait in line, having to do extra up downs, having to carry dudes bags, having to crawl a little bit before you walk like that. So you guys tell me if this is hazing. My freshman year at Notre Dame, we used to on Friday go on a fun run, right? There's two lakes on campus at Notre Dame. It's called Duloc, two lakes. And you, you also, you have to pass the swim test at Notre Dame. I don't know if you guys know that. You, have, you take PE as a freshman. Um, and if you don't pass a swim test, you have to take swimming. So everybody learns how to swim so they don't get sued for you falling in the lake, right? But um, I don't remember if it was our last time we ran. At some point in time, like the older guys, like we get... We go, we go for like a two-mile fun run on Friday, and we're all sweating. It's still hot, so it's still like August probably. And um, we go to circle up to stretch, and we're really close to the, one of the lakes. And next thing you know, like into the water goes a couple of freshmen. And then you just got to make the determination like, am I going to jump in or am I going to get thrown in, right? So you quickly take off your shoes, and then you, you peel off your, your, your shirt, and then you just jump in the water, and you swim out to there's like a, a floating dock. Now, there was an issue that we had a couple of dudes that weren't strong swimmers, and so we kind of had to go in and fish them out. But it was like a rite of passage. But because <laughs> there was some dudes flopping around there like fish – you know, like dying fish, uh, it, it could have been a dangerous thing if they were left to their own devices. Is that, should that be deemed hazing to the level that uh, a report should be filed? Lawsuit, lawsuit. I, I will say this, though, in all seriousness, in this day and age, it might, because the culture involving sports and this sort of thing has certainly changed uh, since then. I would say absolutely, and under the, today's standards, though, that is hazing, because you compelled people to do something they didn't want to do, and if, if you're t- what you're saying is true and there weren't great swimmers in the bunch, then you're endangering their lives, and by this NCAA uh, definition, it qualifies. It's one of the criteria. I, 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 I got it. I, first, I would, I'm going to push back on the getting guys to do something they don't want to do. Hey, welcome to sports. Welcome <laughs> yes. to conditioning. Right? Like, a, a good, there's um, Dwight Howard, actually, in the news. Did you see the viral video of him pushing his son? His son's doing like a... Uh, one of those machines where you're pedaling, but you're also using your hands to pedal um, like a conditioning thing. And he's like, I did kids like I can't do it. He's like, yes, you can do it. Yes, you can. And people are like, oh, that's like that's it's not hazing. That's almost bullying your childhood or child abuse. Whereas, again, like part of what makes I, I said this about what's the gymnast uh, who she had the twisties. Simone, Simone Biles. Biles. 
Simone Biles, right? Like, am I, do I understand that she had, you know, she had the twisties? Like, yeah, I, I get it. Um, the, the brilliance of gym, gymnasts is they do these death-defying feats and they somehow find a way to eliminate that fear and push through. Like, that's what makes them who they are. Somehow all these athletes are able to push through fatigue in training and in games and whatever, and push through pain, you know, play through whatever their pain tolerance level is. And so some of what is done is to push you. Some of what is done is a rite of passage to, you know, show that the, the big, hey, we, we did this, you got to do it. And there's a, a definite line there. The line has moved, but that, does that make it right? right? Like, I'm not disagreeing with you, Chase, too, that that would be seen as hazing and you can't throw dudes in a lake now. But should you be able to throw dudes in a lake? There was a there was a um, rumor at my high school the year that I was a freshman, hazing stopped, or the so called hazing stopped. And the reason why it had stopped was the rumor was that the year before one of the seniors had held one of the freshmen off the balcony at the high school, like by his legs, kind of like the Vanilla Ice and Suge Knight type deal, mm-hmm. like held him off the balcony by his, and therefore. They said that that they didn't call it a hazing, right? This was 1985, but they just said that kind of slowly on its own, where it's, we wouldn't be doing stuff like that anymore. With yeah, in 85, freshmen. in 85, they called it an experiment for physics class. <laughs> yeah, holding guys off a balcony is generally a no, is a no go. Is a is a no go, and there's all kinds of famous stories of it. But like, yeah, that's a that's about. The, honestly, the uh, here's the best way to look at it. Okay. This is a lot like why I don't want to skydive and why, even though I enjoyed ziplining very, very much, I don't think I'll ever bungee jump like Jay Stu likes to bungee jump. If the slightest thing goes wrong and somebody gets really badly hurt or killed, then it's it's way too risky, way too dangerous. Way too risky, way too dangerous. What do you guys think of that? No, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. If, okay. Well, if death is an option, then yeah. then it's too dangerous. No. Correct. But I mean, the the thing is, uh, for people geared a certain way, death being the option is the reason they do it. That's that's where the thrill seeking comes in, right? Yes, but that's by choice. That's oh, by absolutely. Choice. If that's, that's uh, I thought we were talking about, we're talking about two different things. No, I was just comparing it. I was comparing the same. Like I my my thought process is the same as to why I don't do gotcha those those things. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Stein in seven minutes. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset you need to own the day. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer today. Here's the problem with lists. And and it's interesting. I'm an excellent debater. Things that people don't know about me, um, in addition to being a, a high school American at Tustin High School, I was actually in Model UN. Do you guys know what Model UN is? Model United Nations? Do they still have that? Anybody? Uh, not sure. Ramos, you know what Model UN is? I'm going to guess, yes, they do. But are you talking about high school or college? High school. high school. Oh, high school, maybe not. But college, most definitely, I would say. So Model United Nations, when I was in high school, it's like debate team, right? So I was on the Tustin High School debate team. Model United Nations debate team. And there's a lot of different ways, techniques in which you can debate. Right? Do you have any debating techniques uh, that 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 you that you count on, uh, Jason Stewart? I think that there's like um, that's why there there are specific rules of engagement in debates, right? So you you can't allow tactics to rule the day. You you want to make sure it's the points that the people are making, right? So how do you circumvent the rules in place? Doug. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. So I'll give you there's a, there's a bunch like, you know, you can make sure you define your audience. You can commit to a single claim. You can incorporate research. You can anticipate in, in opposing claims in what you're stating so that you can fight off the potential for debate. You can address your arguments flaws or you can uh, address somebody else's arguments flaws. Two of the techniques I like to use. One, I like to use your own. Um, your own kind of um, mathematical equation against you, right? And and we've done this with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is a perfect example of it. Like, okay, you can't tell me that for a decade, Damian Lillard is the world's greatest guy. Incredibly loyal, thoughtful, thankful for everything he has, loves Portland, doesn't want to leave to, okay, now only now does he want to leave and did he... Uh, asked to be traded, a hard thing to do. But now he's like, I want to leave and I'm only going to play for the Miami Heat. 
And if not, I'm not getting my way. Like you go from that's that's a complete heel turn. So the debating technique is okay, and I've used this, and now everybody's getting on board with this argument. You can you can attest to it, guys. Is that if Damian Lillard is the guy that we've come to know for the last decade, despite the fact that he wants out, he ain't gonna go sit somewhere. He didn't have that in him. Using somebody else's uh, plans, using somebody else's on a plans, using somebody else's. Uh, um, the narrative of somebody else against them. Well, if you said this, well, then why isn't it true? If if a squared plus b squared equals c squared, well, why isn't b squared plus c squared equal a squared? Like that, you know, these are basic math equations. So that's one way. The other way is just pick the one flaw in it, and it becomes a house of cards. That's what we can do with with Genie Bus's list, right? And there's probably two flaws, maybe even three. She has Kobe as the greatest Laker of all time. And this is a hard one, right? They had a very good relationship. Obviously, Kobe tragically died. And Kobe had just gotten to a place where people liked him. I mean, the people who did not like him liked him. And then people who liked him or loved him really loved him. And then he dies in a tragic helicopter crash, taking his daughter to play in a basketball game like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, of course, Magic at his memorial, at Kobe's memorial, said he's the greatest Laker of all time. But anybody who's, who's alive to live through Magic Johnson, Magic's the greatest Laker of all time. It's not really close. But, uh, you know, like, look, emotion, um, the, 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 what's, what's the timeliness of it? Not, um, you know, like, where, where we are in time, I think that matters. I, I'll, that's not the flaw to the argument. Having LeBron, does he have LeBron? Does she have LeBron three as this, the I third greatest, so. at third greatest Laker of all time? Like, yeah. come on, man! You, you can't put a guy who's won one NBA championship and only been to one NBA Finals that year, one NBA championship, and missed the playoffs several years and been injured several years. No, you're not going to put him. This is the Lakers. Like nowhere on the list is Wilt, rightfully so. Nowhere on the list is Elgin Baylor who, if you ask Jerry West, he should absolutely be on that list. Nowhere on the list is James Worthy. His nickname was Big Game James. You can't get a better name than Big Game James. Not Big Shot Bob, Big Game James. James Worthy was a great and dominant player. Not on the list. George Mikan, not on the list. Okay. Pat Riley, not on the list. But the two flaws are he's got, she's got LeBron on there, and she's got Phil Jackson on there, who she used to date. So... The debating technique is like, okay, you're going to put Phil on there, but you're not going to have Pat Riley on there? You're going to have LeBron on there, but you're not going to have Shaq on there? These don't make sense. That's using, it's the old house of cards technique. Finding one flaw and then pulling out that flaw and it becomes that house of cards. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark Stein joins us. Of course, uh, he's an NBA correspondent on Substack. He co-hosts a podcast with Chris Haynes called This League Uncut. It dishes on the biggest NBA topics, rumblings, and beyond what Stein and Haynes, uh, Stein and Haynes report on social media. Uh, by the way, Mark, um, how are you doing with with the with the with the social media move that everybody's trying to gauge with Threads? Like, what's the volume of tweets on Threads versus on old school Twitter? I have not joined Threads because the wonderful platform of Substack. We've got Substack Notes. We've got 
Substack chat. And so I'm still tweeting the normal amount, but I'm doing frequent chats on Substack and, you know, check out Substack notes. So at this point, I have not, I have not dived into the whole thread thing. And honestly, I'm still kind of reeling just hearing Tustin Tillers in that intro, because, of course, I went to El Toro and we're rivals to some extent. Football rivals. Football rivals. Brett Johnson, the, I think the most famous El Toro uh, three charger. Straight quarterbacks, three straight quarterbacks to the pros, my friend, and two gold glove winners in Aaron Nato and Chapman. So there you go. Not not bad. And you. And, and, and Mark Stein. Um, okay, here here's the... We, we use the debate technique thing because... One of the debate techniques that, that I would use during my time in Model United Nations debate team for Tustin High School is, you know, if this is true, in this instance, why is it not still true, right? If A squared plus B squared equals C squared, then why isn't C squared plus B squared equals A squared? Damian, if Damian Lillard's this great dude for 10 years, how in a couple of weeks do we go from, not only does he want to be traded, okay, to I want to be traded, I'm only going to the heat, and I'm not going to play for anybody. I won't even show up. I find it really tough to believe that if we're to believe the narrative of how great a guy Damian Lillard has always been. Well, what's, I, don't what's, think, I, don't, I don't think he has said he wouldn't show up. And look, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I doubt that scenario. If it's to me, if a team made a trade for Dame, not named the Miami Heat, I find it hard to believe he wouldn't show up. This is all this is all noise and posturing because this trade's going to take longer than everybody wants it to and so noise is going to fill the void until this happens. I, I'm just I, you know like I said, I'm there's there's, there's going to be a lot of noise and rhetoric that I'm not sure when the trade happens, I'm not sure how much of it we're going to remember. Likelihood it is Miami. I still would go with Miami. I mean, it is not a layup. It is not easy to do. You've got to have at least a third team and a fourth team, maybe at least a third team and maybe more. But I just tend to think that, look, the Heat, <laughs> this was four or five years ago now, but the Heat had $2 million in cap space and found a way to sign and trade for Jimmy Butler from an Eastern Conference rival in Philly. And after that, I just said, I'm done doubting the Heat in these situations when the odds and the chips are stacked against them. They're, you know, the, the Blazers, by all accounts, don't want Tyler Hero, and I think that's understandable. It's not a slight on Tyler Hero. They already have three young guards. Young guards is what they are teaming with in Portland, even without Damian Lillard. I don't think... It's an anti-hero stance, but, you know, he doesn't sit there. Presumably there will be a team that does want him that can furnish the Blazers with more of the assets that they're looking for. And, again, you know, if, if Miami needs to find a third team in the fourth team, it might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen by Monday. But I just my, – my gut tells me that they will find a way in the end if this is where – Dame wants to go. And you raised an interesting point at the beginning. Is this really going to change his reputation in Portland and damage his legacy? Again, I, I just don't see it. He is beloved there. This is not a this is this is a difficult chapter and an uncomfortable chapter. And sure, there's gonna be some hurt feelings. Excuse me, I got a little emotional myself. Um, there's gonna be some hurt feelings through the process. 
but I, you know, again, how 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 much are we gonna, we going to be talking about this stuff after the deal happens? I'm not sure. Probably not a lot. Probably probably not a lot. Like that's not, not that's not what happened. But if they don't land a bunch of first round picks, you know, like other stars that have been traded, you know, while under a lengthy contract, that would be that would be alarming. That would be. They, they, they don't have to rush. Dame obviously wants this to happen ASAP. The Blazers don't have to rush. Now, I would say if we get to September and there's no trade, this could get a lot more uncomfortable. And I don't think the Blazers really want this to reach the point where it's now hanging over training camp. Um, but, you know, I think, I think the Blazers are going to be methodical. And you know, they're, they're, are they going to get what – um, what Utah got for trading Rudy Gobert, probably not. But they're they're going to get they're going to get multiple assets here. I, I don't think there's any question. Mark Stein joining us, uh, NBA correspondent on Substack. You can go to Substack and and hop in on some of those chats. And by the way, you can download his podcast with Chris Haynes, This League Uncut. As most of those of us who cover the league, talk about the league, yak by the league, we'll be in we'll be in Vegas this weekend for NBA Con which uh, looks like it's going to be a whole, whole lot of fun. Um, okay, where are we with James Harden? The Harden talk has quieted some, and, you know, that might just be a function of the fact that the Dame thing is so overwhelming of a topic right now. I mean, the reality is that free agency is pretty much over. I mean, you have a great restricted free agent available in P.J. Washington, but... You know, obviously, restricted free agents are always hard to get because the incumbent team has such an advantage to try to keep the player. So, you know, uh, you you haven't seen any team really go after Washington, uh, PJ Washington, because they're convinced that Charlotte is going to match there. You know, you've got some unrestricted free agents like Kelly Oubre and Christian Wood and uh, Dario Saric, but you know, free agency moves so fast now. You know, I. It stuns me to, to think back to it, not even a decade, 2014, and LeBron took it to July 11th. And I will never forget that day sitting on a set at ESPN with Brian Winhurst and Chris Broussard, Jay Crawford, and, and I. And we were, you know, when, when, when it came out that LeBron was going back to the Cavs, July 11th, and just an absolute, you know, free agency was, you know, really moving slowly for the first 10 days of the month. And now it just, in 48 hours, maybe 72 hours, almost all the names are off the board. So because of that, we're just really locked in on Lillard. And Harden, I think the other factor with Harden is, you know, the Sixers wouldn't mind if they convince him to just play out this last season and go to free agency. I don't think the Sixers have abandoned hope there. So, you know, that's another one that's probably moving slower, I think, than people were hoping. Um, help me out with this one. Mark Stein joining us from Substack. Of course, uh, he co-hosts a podcast with Chris Haynes, This League Uncut. Are the Celtics done? Because it doesn't, again, I know they got underneath the second apron, and I understand that a lot of these deals are being made because of the new collective bargaining agreement and how punitive the taxes, the tax system will be. But are they done reconstructing their roster? I, well, look, I, you know, I don't know that they're going to do anything huge. I'm sure they're not done. I don't know that anything massive is coming quickly because, you know, tax reasons were the reason that they basically said farewell to Grant Williams. And, you know, all they got for that was two second-round picks. And, you know, Grant Williams 
certainly had his detractors. He was not as, um, you know, not as he didn't have as much. He didn't have as much of a role in this season's postseason as he did the year before when the Celtics went to the finals. And Joe Mazzulla did not seem to have the same level of faith in him that Ime Udoka had. But you know, Grant Williams does a lot of good things. He's a good defender. He can space the floor. He can play multiple positions. And Dallas could use all of that and more and get them on a very reasonable contract. And the reason Boston was willing to let him go was all because of luxury tax reasons. If they would have matched an offer in the four-year, $50 million range to Williams, who was also a restricted free agent, you know, it's, it's almost $40 million in additional taxes for the Celtics. They didn't want to take on that expense. But losing him now, you know, they brought in Kristaps Porzingis. That was obviously a huge swing and a big move, and they didn't just trade for Porzingis. They gave him a two-year, $60 million extension. But, you know, in the front court now, they will miss Williams. I mean, when you look at who they have, Porzingis, Robert Williams, you know, Al Horford, still an excellent contributor, but, you know, he's had trouble staying on the court as well i mean there's you know are those guys all going to be able to stay on the floor so i think i think you're right boston still has work to do but remember their their number one summer goal is to sign jalen brown to an extension that's worth about 290 million over five years it'll be the richest deal in league history to this point with that you know that that distinction is going to keep being passed around as, as the as the money continues to rise but Boston's got a lot of finances to juggle, and that's why basically they've lost Grant Williams. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's, it's, is it a definite that, that they're going to sign Jalen Brown to that number? I believe so. I mean, it hasn't happened yet, so I can't sit here and say it's a definite because it hasn't happened. But to me, look, it's going to cost basically $600 million to re-sign Jalen Brown this summer and re-sign Tatum to the deal he's eligible, eligible for next summer which will be, I think, over $300 million. So you're, you're talking about basically $600 million for two guys. And in this new collective bargaining agreement, the restrictions on the foremost spenders, it's going to make it tough to build around the two of them. They can't, the Celtics cannot have as deep a team as they had this year. The reason a lot of people were so high on the Celtics was because they had a very deep team to the point that Williams was not an automatic to get on the floor when it mattered, you're not going to be able to have that kind of depth in the new system unless you're willing to be a second apron team that spends like Phoenix is spending. And again, Phoenix, they're you know they've got their main guys, and that's it's all minimums after that. Like they are so restricted. You see what the Suns did in free agency; all their signings are minimum guys beyond their stars. So, but 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 can the Celtics be as expensive as it is to have two? two-way wings like that, I'm sure they want to keep going and see if those two guys can finally figure it out and win a championship. Um, You mentioned the Suns. How confident are you that DeAndre Ayton is a Sun when the season begins? Look, the the message from the Suns has been that they are moving forward with Ayton, which is really their way of saying we did look at trades and we didn't like the offers that we were getting. You know, I've reported pretty extensively that they had – some pretty serious talks with Dallas on, you know, right around the draft. But, uh, you know, there was no first-round pick in that deal. And, and at this point right now, the Suns, they're not going to get a first-round pick back for DeAndre Ayton, who was the former number one pick 
in the whole draft. So they say they're moving forward with him. I actually kind of think they should. Vogel really wants to coach him. Vogel has always built his defenses around, you know, a big guy who could protect the rim. So, uh, you know, if I'm Phoenix, I would be curious to see, can, can Vogel be the guy who, you know, gets DeAndre Ayton back on the track that you would expect for a player who was the number one pick in the whole thing. But it's something I guess that they will continue to have to look at because, you know, do they feel comfortable with their depth? With you know, they've had a they've they made a lot of minimum signings, and some of them, you know, like Utah Watanabe and Eric Gordon. You know, these are coveted players and interesting names. But do they have enough enough depth? They're going to have to look at it and see how comfortable they feel. Awesome stuff as always. Uh, we'll see you in Vegas, correct? Yes, sir. I saw you. Yeah, I did see. You. I saw your name on the NBA Con uh, roster. So they. Uh... They must be impressed with your Tustin credentials. I guess, I guess that I guess that's what it is. Tonight's the big night, right? Brandon Miller and uh, and Wemby. Yeah, I'm Thomas not there yet. So I'll have to I'll have to watch that one on TV, but uh, I will be there soon. Yeah, I'll be there. I believe. Yeah, I'll be there by then. So I'm going to head on over to Thomas and Mac and check that out. All right, uh, I look forward to seeing you at uh, Michael Rubin's party. That's that's where I'll that's where I'll see you. I'm sure. I, I didn't I didn't get the invite. Sorry. I didn't well, there's another one, there's another one in Vegas, right? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I haven't I, got the yeah. invite yet either, but there's still time. It's, we still got a day and a half, Mark. I, I, I trust your skills. I trust your ask skills. Jay, ask Jay Stu if he'll take you as your plus one, as his plus one. I'm sure Jay Stu's gotten the invite. Thanks so much, Tiny. Mark Stein joining us, NBA correspondent on Substack, co-host the podcast with Chris Haynes. It's called This League Uncut. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.